clinical disclaimer. This podcast is focused on education and entertainment. While we love to help and teach, it is not meant to be used as a replacement for clinical services. If you are experiencing significant relationship issues or major concerns in your sexual, physical, or mental health, please seek the services of a professional provider near you. Welcome to the University of Pleasure, where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation. I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist. And I'm Jeremiah James, and I am just a guy who likes talking about sex. Doc, big news. Big news. What? What, Jeremiah? Because I put it out there in the universe. Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be on our podcast. Are you ready? I'm really? <laughs> no, I totally made that up. But I was really I was like, I wanted to see if you took the bait and actually were going to be like, really? Oh, my God, that'd be amazing. He's only was like 10 no, minutes. And we're back, folks. Episode three of the University of Pleasure as a part of season two. And no, Stone Cold Steve Austin has not responded to our last podcast, which I'm shocked because I heard through the grapevine through uh, some people that I know that he's a huge fan. So hopefully, maybe that is something that will come through. And of course, I'm actually lying. I don't know if he's a big fan. I don't know anybody that knows him, but it's a dream and I like to dream. I'm a dreamer, Doc. What do you think? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) 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 That was... So much, yet so little, all at one time, Jeremiah. (laughs) Thank you, Doc. Thank you. I can always count on you. Anyway, welcome back to the University of Pleasure, folks. Excited to be back. Excited to see the Doc. Hope everybody out there is uh, staying safe and healthy in these crazy times. Hope you're getting your vaccines if you're on the list. And hopefully um, we'll all be able to do maybe even a live event one day. We get some herd immunity, Doc. Maybe we'll do a live event and have people come. That'd be awesome. Be a part of the University of Pleasure Live. Oh, I would love it. It would be so great when this pandemic is over. But the light's at the end of the tunnel. So we hope you're doing all okay. Interesting topics today. And a new segment from your old pal, Jeremiah James. It's a bit of a surprise. I'm excited to bring it to you because it's something that's near and dear to my heart. And I'm going to explain it all a little bit later. But first, we're going to start with this topic, which I think that people are going to understand. I mean, you know, especially in times of COVID, you know, where you can't quite get together, but you might make a special connection. Even though you can't be in person, what's that going to mean for you? We're going to explain. Are you ready, Doc? Do you want to give the uh, title yep. this time or do you want me to give the title again? I, You know what? I love your title. I, I love hearing you read them. So we'll have you do it. That almost sounded genuine. Like almost like it was like well, right mean, on the cusp of genuine. I Reading the titles is is literally one of the tasks you have on this show. <laughs> So basically, basically you're saying if I pass it off, you're one like step closer to being useless in this is what you're basically. <laughs> I mean, I would not say useless, but I would say that that is scratching another one of your duties off of the list. Got so. it. Well, then I am very excited to give this <laughs> title 
to our legions of fans. Fucking from afar. Or the across town get down. A different city doesn't mean you can't get busy. <laughs> this title is one of my favorite that you have pulled up in quite some time, Doc. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the the mm. across town get down Prob- <laughs> is primo. All probably to my professional detriment, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. All right. So basically what we were talking about here, folks, is fogging from afar, just like it says. What does that mean? How can you interact and have a sexual relationship? Well, the glories of technology. That's what we're talking about today. Doc, give us some insight. <laughs> well, I mean, I think first we, you know, why this topic? Like, why do we care? I mean, like you said, it's probably a little obvious, you know. I think now many more people are having to figure out how to maintain sexual relationships or interestingly for some even begin relationships probably more people than typical begin sexual relationships in more of a distanced world right for mm-hmm. obvious reasons for and so we thought that this would probably be timely and appropriate because i certainly know i've had clients that have been kind of struggling with this especially people that are going out and starting to date you know because this has been long haul you can't expect people not to date or find new sexual partners That's and things. Right. And and so, you know, people have been trying to be safe and thoughtful and mindful in how they're doing that. And obviously distance is one of the things that, you know, has been sort of a requirement of that for, you know, many folks. And um, it's been tricky for some. So, right. yeah, just wanted to take some time to help figure out some ways to maybe make it more approachable or a little bit easier. That's right. And we're not talking just about because of the global pandemic that has shut down most of the world here. No, no. But there are people that live long distance relationships or travel a lot for work. So these are things that you can throw into that sexual buffet that we talk about a lot here on the University of Pleasure that, you know, might work if you're away, you're feeling a little saucy. Might not throw on the little uh, porn at the uh, old hotel there. Maybe call your partner up and find ways to connect and have a little fun online, have a little fun via FaceTime. So many options, and I'm excited to talk about the tech aspects of it because I'm a bit of a techie myself. Okay? So, we will, we, you know, you're going to have a hard time because we'll get to the tech part, but we, as always, need to first talk about, like, this is a topic as an issue itself, right? We build an understanding. We build an understanding, then we talk about solutions because they're more valuable when people understand the problem they're trying to solve. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 100% agree. The situation they're trying to improve. Maybe it's not a problem. Okay. So continue, please. <laughs> well, the other reason, I, you know, I think that this is a great topic just generally because, you know, there are a lot of things about long distance um, sexual relationships, or maybe we can call them not in the same room <laughs> sexual relationships that can right. be really hot and fun, right? Like, you know, oftentimes the sexual behavior you might have to have when something's more long distance or right, there's space between people, like it feels a little bit more explicit, right? Especially if, you know, people aren't used because it's really highly verbal, right? Oh, yeah. And a lot, right. It's, I mean, that's kind of one of your greatest tools and skill sets, right? In long distance sexual relationships is like being more, you have, you're forced to be often more verbally explicit. And there's a lot of folks out there that like really haven't done that before, right. right? Like sexual behavior more for them has been like, 
you touch, I lean into touch. Then there's more touching and there are very few words and I don't say things, you know, I maybe say what I like and don't like, but I'm not super explicit in that way verbally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, you know, there are obviously different skill sets around this and things that can be really fun and really hot. Um, And also like, you know, because of that, because of just inherent in that dynamic of not being in the same room with somebody, it really does require for a lot more, require a lot more creative creativity and flexibility. And so people come up with all sorts of really interesting, <laughs> interesting things. Here's the thing, not all, but many people are very motivated to have sex. And yes. so if the motivation where there is a will, there is a way, right? Agreed. Which is all of this stuff I think is awesome and wonderful and things that are like strengths of sort of, you know, not being in the same room with somebody when you're trying to maintain a sexual relationship or begin one. But part of the struggles that people often run into are that it can be hard, it can be difficult to find ways to sustain it in ways that feel satisfying, especially in longer term relationships, right? There's certainly a difference between sort of the, like if you're doing it more casually online, I don't know, like one way might be like a chat room with somebody, right? And it's kind of like a one-off or not repetitive, but like as if someone has a sustained sexual relationship with somebody, you know, after a certain point in time, just like good old fashioned sexting dirty stuff to each other might, you know what I mean? And just send in some photos start might start to feel a little flat, just like any other, you know, just like in sexual relationships that we have in person, you know, if yeah, you get, you too get, stuck get in caught a into a routine, right? Right. If you get, you're saying like getting caught into a routine, you know, it can get just a little bit. You know, uh, you know, a little bit not as sexy as, you know, it could be. I'm trying to be as politically correct here because I don't want to get in trouble. We don't want to get boring is what I'm trying to say, but I don't want to say that. Is that offensive if I say like it gets boring? It could get boring. There are so many other things that you have said that are actually politically incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying really hard. Could you tell I was trying? I was I really was putting in the effort. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I I think I understand what you were saying. That's just like, that was a very odd sensor for you. (laughs) Listen, I'm just, you know, sometimes I'm not 100% sure. I'm like, if I just say boring, am I offending? I don't want to offend anybody because I believe in inclusivity. And I I was like, if I just say boring, does that mean I'm going to, is that a wrong thing to say? But it's boring. Is what I'm saying. Sometimes things get a little boring and you lose a little bit of the spice, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess, yes, uh, I think that's my basic point, right? Thank you for understanding. Thank you for hearing me, Doc. I'm trying to be better. We're turning over new leaves in this season, and one of those for me is trying to be a little bit more sensitive about what comes out of my mouth. So (laughs) I'm trying to be better about it. Well, I am glad. I appreciate your efforts, but that is to a certain degree what I was saying. I think in any sexual relationship, whether it's that's ongoing, right, even if it's casual and ongoing, that, you know, to a certain degree, once people get stuck in very similar routines, if they don't engage in some creativity, if they don't try new things, right, that it's going to get stale. You're going to see a reduction often in satisfaction. It's one right. of the most common complaints people have, right? Or what, Like I often will ask people questions not just about the frequency of how often they're sexual, but I also ask them questions about like, how would you describe the quality of your sexual interactions? Sure. And one of the most common, and one of the most common complaints is, 
well, it's kind of stale. It's gotten very routine. It's gotten very rote. We do the same thing every time. And so I think that that does not matter if you're in person with someone and it, like it, it's not like being, you know, across the land on a computer makes an, anyone any less susceptible to start falling into routine. Okay. Now, based on what we talked about in past episodes, you know, sex is a really great place. You know, you were saying about like, you know, we get to play and fantasize and do things. What was that? Two episodes ago? Was that our first episode or was it the second episode? I don't know. It was one of our episodes because we already know that there's a quiz show out there <laughs> called Is Jeremiah Listening? The point is that in one of our recent episodes, we talked about that I sex is really clear. One second. I just want to be really clear that you basically were like, in one of our episodes, we were talking about sex. <laughs> <laughs> Which has essentially been like 40-some episodes. So, yes, Jeremiah, you are correct. Welcome. In one of our episodes, we have discussed sex. (laughs) I was getting to a point. I didn't mean it just that. It wasn't ending there. I was getting to where we were talking about. There was a time when you were talking about, you know, this is a time, you know, we grow up, we don't get to fantasize and play and scream really loud and do all these crazy things. And this is one of the few places. It was on our first episode. So two episodes. Sex is absurd. I I felt that. I thought it was one of the first two episodes of this season. Yeesh. Okay. (laughs) So isn't that play into this? Isn't that a way to plug that? from that episode into this and this episode where then all of a sudden we're like, you could, and the cool thing about being like online or having, you know, uh, being on FaceTime and all that stuff and telling stories, you know, you could fantasize a little bit more because there's also a little bit of a disconnect. So you can fantasize, be a little bit more free. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. I mean, certainly this is an opportunity for like, for play. I mean, I think sex is always an opportunity for play, right? Of course. Of course. And this would be no different, right? Where it can allow for, you know, yeah. So in certain ways, for some people, this might just be their norm right now. Like this might be their norm. Like they maybe have long distance relationships that they had pre COVID, right? They may have um, always had more long distance relationships with people or a partner that traveled a lot. But for some people, this is actually relatively new, right? And whether you're somebody who's maybe, you know, been managing and navigating this for longer. And again, some of you have maybe found amazing ways to keep, keep things fresh and new and novel, right? But, you know, for some people, they really are navigating this for the very first time. And I think that even if you don't have to keep navigating this, I mean, like, i.e. in the future, you don't have to do as much distancing from somebody. To your point, Jeremiah, I think that, yes, some really great skill sets for, like, finding fun, playful ways to engage sexually can come out of it, right? So was that your point? That, that was you can what learn I was, that's what I was thinking, you know, because, yeah, because building in your skill set, because, like, there's a disconnect. You know, it's the same kind of thing with, like, sexting and texting. You know, there's a little bit of a disconnect with that. You know what I mean? And, like, you can play and have a little bit more fun time in your verbiage and fantasizing and, and sharing in fantasies because you're kind of far apart, not in the same room. You feel a little bit of that. You know, it's like it's like trolls on the Internet, you know, like really mean trolls. Yeah, you're talking about they're really tough, like- you know, when they're not when because they're behind their computers. You know what I mean? They got a whole bunch of like yeah, distance, anonymity. These yeah. are things that maybe create a greater sense of boldness, sometimes in really positive ways and sometimes not so positive and right. sometimes neutral. 
Right. right. That's, what, yes, that's what I was that's getting a, at. Given, given the ability, you know, when you you got a little, as you, as the doc used the great word anonymity, you're like a little bit back there. You know, you're not in the same place. So you can, you know, maybe be a little bit more free, maybe a little more fantasy, maybe a little bit more, you know, let you think outside the box thinking of the fun that you could have that you might be a little too nervous to do in person, right? Feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do feel what you're Excellent. saying. Excellent. Thank you, doc. I think. Yeah, I think that some of these things uh, are a great thing to put in the tool set, whether or not you only apply them in a long distance relationship or a distance relationship or whatever it might be. Um, but if I may, to keep us back on track here. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, didn't know, I thought I was totally on track. I thought I was on track. No, I'm sorry. I mean, you are. It's a good segue, right? So kind of in terms of if this is a newer skill set for you, right? Okay. Like, so if you're someone that's newer to this game, I do always think it's good to talk about initiation, right? Sexual initiation is often an issue. It's often where people get stuck, right? Like it's really easy to like kind of engage in, if we put it in a distance model, right? Like flirtatious texts, but a lot of people will get stuck at that point of like, okay, I've given as much innuendo as I can possibly give. Now, how do I actually initiate something that starts to feel more overtly sexual, right? right. And for some people, there's maybe an e they feel a relative ease of flow of that. But there are a lot of people that that's a very real place that they get stuck, right? And for a variety of what I think are probably good reasons, like people don't want to offend somebody else or they don't want to make somebody else feel uncomfortable in some kind of way, or you they're know, just like, really- Hang on, hang on, I don't mean to stop you, okay? Let me, let me, let me solve this problem for everybody, okay? Oh God. Just put it yeah. out there. You know what I mean? Just, you know, have the conversation. Just be like, hey, you know, if it's a new relationship, be like, how do you feel about sexting or, you know, maybe a, a little bit of Skype sex or that sort of thing. Is that anything you might be interested in? I'm not trying to be, you know, go, uh, you know, I don't want to do any, send you any pictures without offending you, with by offending you, doing that, whatever. You can see I'm trying to say this in a, in a polite way as I possibly can here, Doc. But I think you can just ask the question. Why can't you ask the question? Why can't yeah. you just say like, hey, this is something. <laughs> what would you think? You know what I mean? I'm far away. You're far away. How do you feel about getting sexy photographs? Because here's a problem with like, I'm hinting, hinting, hinting. A lot of us are dense out there in the world. You know what I'm saying? And that people might not catch on. But if you just ask, you know, it's a good thing. You know, don't be afraid. You, know, you never know. And then if somebody's crappy to you because of it, you know what? You don't know that person's shit. That's what the doc always says. So I took a little of what the doc said. Take a little bit from what Jeremiah James says. Bing, bang, boom, you cured. Handled. <laughs> no? Disagree? Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I feel like you ate like a roll of Smarties. <laughs> <laughs> Or like a whole bag of them before you came on this episode tonight, and then you, and then you, all right. <laughs> just I'm I feel like I'm in like, this. I feel like I have knowledge to share on this one. I mean, you know, often I have wrong. to defer to you and your brilliance, and that is not an insult. That is truth because you are brilliant, and I have to defer to it because I'm like I don't know. Sure, if she says so. I learned so much just being on here. But I feel like in this one, I'm like, oh, I'm in this. I got this. I love me some Skype sex. Yeah. I love some tech. I love throwing it all together and a little bit of cross town. What did we say? Cross town, get down. I'm all about it. And I've experienced it. And I just want to give that knowledge to the world. 
That was what I was feeling. This is like this is a level of excitement for you that I've only seen paralleled on the anal episode. <laughs> like, Listen, <laughs> let's not get too sidetracked. I'll get I'll get all excited all over. No, and, and yeah. not, please don't. We're we're good. Okay, we're we're good. But you we understood don't... where I was coming from. Just ask a question. Put it out there. Yes, I to your your point. Um, I agree, right? I do think that part of it is just having more over. I think a part of it is having a lot more overt dialogue about what you want. And, you know, you were saying something, Jeremiah, and I know that I get nitpicky a lot about language, but I think language is important, of right? It has it a lot of. That's why I was trying to say, censor myself earlier. I try to be very, I'm trying to be much more aware of my language. Right. And I appreciate that awareness, but I am going to nitpick something you said. (laughs) (laughs) A for trying. Um, No, but one of the things you said is sort of like this idea of like, you just need to do it. You just need to do it. And to a certain degree, like I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think it is about finding that courage, finding that bravery to bring up a a difficult question, like, and to say what you want. Hey, I'm interested in, you know, taking this a little further to something a bit more sexual. How do you feel about that? Right? Like, yeah, I think that that's probably the level of overtness that is often necessary and important, especially for things like consent. Yes. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. And at the same time, there is no just about it. Just indicates that you wouldn't feel anxious doing that or it wouldn't be scary doing that. I think it's not as simple as like, hey, just get yourself to do that. I think it's really about like working, like like literally kind of pumping yourself up internally to be like, I need to, bravery is not what happens in the absence of fear. It's what happens in the presence of it. Yeah, right? I That's love when what... you say that. That's one of my favorite things that you say. That's that. I, that's like a Confucius level thing that you say. It's I, I get every time you say that, I'm like, yes, yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, because it's okay. That's that idea of like, be afraid and do it anyway, right? Like, I think it's okay to be afraid and to be nervous about that. Most new things, most new skills are going to come with a side of fear. And in this case, often like fear of rejection or fear of like poor reaction from another person. But I do think a larger, I would call it like an umbrella conversation about like, how do you feel about us being more sexual in this way? Or is that something you're open to? Are you okay with that? Or like, let's say you want to say something and say like, I'd like to say something like sort of announcing it. I'd like to say something a little more sexual. Are you okay with that? Let's say you're texting, right? Like, you know, or I'd like you to send a picture. There would be some nudity in it of me. Is that something you're open to? <laughs> right? Like, can you can we can we can we clear can we clearly state that in the text? Like how do you feel about being more sexual and me sending you a picture? Dot 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 with nudity in it. Dot dot dot. Of, of me. me. <laughs> yeah, you could do it much more concisely than I said that. that I'm not gonna amazing. lie. I think I think that's charming <laughs> what you just described. <laughs> I'd probably laugh and be like, all right. All right. Uh, uh, but I find authenticity charming, which includes nervousness, right? Which includes nerves and people being a little unsure. Yes. Um, so I do find that charming. Um, but feel free to make it your own. So, I mean, the other thing sort of if, if this is if you're sort of a first timer or a new entry point, like I own that. Own that shit. 
right? Like, I think it's always easier to own something and be like, hey, I've never really done this before, so I don't really know what I'm doing, and I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm going to give it a go, right? To me, you know, I was talking about, like, that stuff, that authenticity. I do think it's charming to people. I think a lot of times people feel like, well, I'm worried that they've done a ton of this, right? Like they've maybe done a lot of sexting or they've done a lot of, they've told me they were in a long distance relationship before. So I need to pretend that I have that same, you know what I mean? Like same level of like skill set or that same level of experience. But oftentimes that just makes people much more nervous. And it's a lot easier just to be like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm going to have some fun. I hope that's okay. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Like, 100%. Right. And, and usually people are very gracious about that. If yes. you know, and, and if they're not, Fuck them. You don't know anybody yeah. anything. You don't know anybody yeah. shit like the doc says. If somebody's going to be rude to you about that and you're putting it out there, and this is what I was getting at earlier, like, fuck them. Who cares? Like, you know what? And I don't, it's so simple to say who cares because, you know, nobody likes having feelings hurt and somebody, you know, but you follow what I'm saying. Like, if somebody's going to be rude about that, then they're not somebody you want to be doing that with anyway, in my humble opinion. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think if somebody is really unempathic to you being new at something and this is beyond just this dialogue anything sexually related if you're saying like hey i'm a little nervous about this i haven't done it before and if someone treats you like crap around that i i would say that's a that's a real red flag (laughs) you Mm -hmm. might you might you might want to pay attention to that because that's maybe someone that's a little self-focused and not too empathic so you know that's more of an aside but if i can shift gears here let's talk a little bit about um, people that are in more established relationships, right? Because I'm talking about maybe navigating this with someone new, right? I do think when this, when we're talking about ways to sort of amplify things in more established couples, it's usually about enhancing something you have been doing. So more around the communication is that you maybe need to be clear that you want to try something new and see how that person feels about it, right? Like, so Pretty much this entire episode, if I could like summarize it, is like anything you would do in person, you still need to do in a long distance situation, right? Yes, yes. So in person, you wouldn't just like pull out a ball gag and put it in if you'd never talked about it before and it wasn't part of your regular play and like not mention it, you know? You you got got a a little pre-conversation, not in a sexual scenario. Like, you know, hey- Over breakfast one day, like, hey, I was thinking about ball gags. You want to have that conversation ahead of time? You know, you don't want to just show up and do it. Same thing I think what you're saying here, Doc, if I may say, is like, you know, if you want to be doing some, you know, fun, sexy stuff on FaceTime or Skype or what have you, you know, you want to have that conversation ahead of time if it's not something you've ever done. You don't just be like, turn on FaceTime and like, boom, 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 hey, I'm naked, let's roll. Like, that's something that would probably take a little conversation and consent issues even in a long-term relationship, right? Yes, consent is important, short, long, any duration of time. Any duration, it's important. Right. So I do think um, shifting over to some maybe tips for building that quality, right? Save us, Doc, save us. All right. One is really this big overarching tip, which is variety and creativity. Just like in person, and again, repeat, just like in person, because again, I think if you try to separate them into two categories, it's much more complex. Think of it like, like you would think of sex in person. You, We've talked about this in previous episodes. You have to try. Yes. What I mean by that 
is that a lot of people, and this is cultural messaging that we give to people, feel like sex should just be this simple, easy thing and it should just flow and move naturally and the ideas should just pop in your heads, you know, like little balloons or just (laughs) stardust, you know. But you have to try. Anyone that's having a great sexual relationship with someone is because they're putting effort into that. They're putting effort into taking a few moments to think about what's a different thing that I'd like to try or that I could bring up or that, you know, we could talk about what's a, what's a different way to be flirtatious. And again, it's not always like, what's a different position, but sometimes it's like, what's a different way that I can connect sexually with my partner. That's maybe not even sex, like physical touch, but oh my God, where'd you go? I'm right here. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. you. <laughs> none of you, none of you can see this, but Jeremiah's booth just went completely dark. <laughs> He's just, <laughs> He's just a voice of a voice in the dark. <laughs> Look, I'm having technical problems with my LED lighting. I think there's something going on where there's like a cross pollination of like if my wife is downstairs on the television and she like turns up the volume, my lights start to go into disco mode. So like I'm trying to, I don't know what is happening. So I'm trying to get it figured out. How dare you call me out on this episode? <laughs> I mean, it's highly distracting. It like goes from like Tales of the Crypt to like like some kind of like Dion Warwick Club Disco situation, like very quickly. <laughs> I'm gonna have it sorted, Doc. God. <laughs> anyway, continue, please. Um, anyway, so. Basically, you have to try, meaning you have to put effort in. It's probably not something that's just going to naturally be like, okay, like in order to keep anything sustainable and add variety and add difference, you really have to put some conscious effort in, making meaning like set aside some time to actually think about it or go online or talk to friends and generate some ideas. But just putting it on the other person, right? And not taking any, I think sometimes that's easy too, to be like, ah, there may be someone that's more initiative than me. So they'll come up with new ideas, you know? And again, this is maybe one of my biases, but I think it's everyone's responsibility, whether you're in a couple or a triad or a group or whatever your situation is, if everyone isn't putting some effort in, it's hard to sustain that over time. Yep. Okay. Jeremiah, we can talk about tech. (gasps) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh. Because clearly oh. you have such a great handle of technology on your end. I can't believe, I can't believe you would do that to me. Right before I'm going to like debut my great new segment. No, no, we're not in your new segment yet. I want to, can we talk about, you have to wait what? a minute before you. You just told me I could talk <laughs> about tech. Like what is happening in this episode? Have... Okay. When we come back, Jeremiah mm-hmm. is going to talk to us about tech, but this isn't his new segment. He's just going to talk to us about tech, I guess. All right. When we come back. And we're back. Offline, of course, the doc explained to me what I was uh, supposed to be talking about, which is not my segment that I was super excited about earlier, but we will get to that. So... (laughs) She was like, that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about this. Like, all right. All right. I all wanted right. to be very clear that I said it much more calmly and kindly than that. Of course, because you everybody knows I'm... you. They know that my impression is definitely not right. The point is <laughs> <laughs> what we want to talk about in this aspect of tech is how tech is our friend in this world of long distance relationships. OK, so it's like 
the digital era has opened so many doors. And then Skype happened and FaceTime, texting, sexting. All of these things have opened these amazing doors of opportunity where, so for instance, perfect example, sexting, just basic pictures, digital era. You can actually sit down and think about really great sexy photos that you could take for your partner long term, right? And you can send those things within seconds. You can participate in a in a photo sharing moment. Again, all after everybody has talked about it and there's consent involved and, you know, you're at that place. Then you've got things like, you know, you can masturbate together on film. Like you, I mean, not film, but, you know, like FaceTime, Skype, whatever your pleasure is there, whatever tech is that you like to utilize, you can prop it up. You can actually put in some time and effort to setting some cool lighting, putting on some sexy lingerie. And there's even lingerie for men if you were into something like that too. There's all different types of things, but if you just take a little bit of time and you think through what you might want to do, there are just literally so many options out there to share in sexuality. I am a huge fan, although I will say on a side note, okay? And this is totally true. Just make sure that you're very clear. I ran into a situation. It's totally true with my wife, okay? And we did this, like I sent her. She didn't send me, but this was early on in our relationship. This was like more of the beginning of the digital era, you know? I uh, used my PowerShot camera took some saucy photographs of myself, and I sent them to my now wife, right? I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna lie, they were pretty good. I was pretty impressed with myself and my camera abilities. Problem was, she wasn't using her own computer at the time because she had moved home. There was She was staying with her family for the first time in a while while she was getting prepped to move into her house and all this other stuff. And so she opened up the photographs and she sent me back this really hot message about how sexy it all was. And then she took all those photos and she put them in the recycling bin. Problem with computer. that was... On the computer. I'm on assuming. the computer. The recycling bin on the computer. Problem was, it was her father's work computer. <laughs> Classic. So, and she didn't realize you have to empty the recycling bin to make sure that those things went away. Problem was, her dad came downstairs, wanted to make sure he hadn't thrown away some important documents, so he opens up the recycling bin, and there was your good pal Jeremiah James, all in his glory. And then he did the best thing. He went to my wife the next morning at breakfast, and he was like, hey, uh... <clears throat> You know, you should uh, really make sure you empty the recycling bin when you're done with it. And she just looked down for a second. She goes, so those pictures of your new man? Yeah. So basically, she almost had a heart attack at the table. I had never met my father-in-law. <laughs> and then the first time I got to see my father-in-law person, I said, I'm Jeremiah. And he goes, yeah, I know. Because he'd already seen my ding-dong. Anyway, that's the story. Always have to recycling bin. <laughs> and that is 100% true. 
You know, so even on text now, you can send sexy pictures and you can erase those pictures. You can ask your partner to erase those pictures. You can find ways right. to you make can sure. Use, you can use Snapchat. Snapchat is That's a much, right. like, if you're, I do think we talked about this in that sexting episode yes, that we, we did. Yes, we did 100%. About, like, and, and that was we'll season one. That was season one, Doc. It was season one. And we'll do a quick little reminder at the end on some etiquette tips. But I definitely think one etiquette tip is like being mindful of where you store things. And, you know, remember that for everyone that, you know, and I like sometimes people do their best and mistakes happen. And that sounds like kind of the scenario you (laughs) you just described. She she made her best effort to to delete the imagery. Right. Yeah. But I definitely uh, she just didn't know. She wasn't 100 percent clear. She's a Mac person, maybe not PC. You know what I'm saying? Oops. Yeah, but but I will say that, like, you know, um, being thoughtful about data and, and especially if you're someone that runs a little bit ner- more nervous on that, there's certainly apps that are designed like there's there's actually I think um, the I think you're going to talk about one of these companies. Love, I am. I am. But love I Sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they are Lovence. They they have an app that goes along with certain things that does that. But then you also have things like Snapchat and stuff like that. I don't want to ruin things. So that's why I'm being vague and weird. So I'll let you talk. Because you told me I could talk about tech, but now you're talking about it is what you mean by being vague. I stopped talking about tech. My whole point was be mindful of other people's data as well as your own. Thank you, Doc. I wholeheartedly agree. Now, back to what I was talking about with tech. In this aspect of tech, one... <laughs> Canned shit. <laughs> now back to talking about tech. <laughs> okay. So, LoveSense, the doc brought it up. LoveSense, the doc asked me, she said, do a little bit of homework, which we all know I love, but because it's about sex, I don't hate it as much as I hate normal homework. So, I was very happy to do this homework. Uh, and one of the companies that first pops up is this company, LoveSense, when you're talking about long it's, distance. If, what? I'm so sorry. Just to be clear, I think it's LoveSense. LoveSense. L-O-V- what did I just say? LoveSense. I said LoveSense. Or at least that's so, what I thought I said, and that's what I was thinking. So, But only because if people look it up, I want them to have the right name for it. I was going to give the website, which I would then read properly. Anyway, Lovins has pioneered long-distance sex toys for like a decade, okay? They have made, I I don't even know how many different versions of the toy that I'm just about to talk about right now. It is called Max 2 and Nora by Lovins. And basically, this is a toy that can be controlled through your phone where... Uh, your female partner or a male partner, whoever likes to utilize the uh, dildo slash rabbit, you can actually utilize the Max 2 to control Nora for your partner. And it's really brilliant because then you actually have a more physical connection. And I remember thinking about this when like the internet started becoming like a really big deal. Because I'm 40 now, and like that seems like a million years ago. And I was like, wow, wouldn't it be amazing if there was technology that, like, you know, if you were apart from somebody and you could like program it to like do things to your partner? Of course, people were way ahead of me, like this company, Lovins, and they literally pioneered this tech. It's utterly brilliant. So you can be on one end of the interweb, they can be on the other end of the interweb, and you can control 
this dildo slash rabbit with the tech from afar. And you can share in that together, turning it up, turning it down, all these fun things. And this is just one of literally hundreds of toys like these made by so many different companies. But this one in particular, all the reviews, they say that these guys pioneered it. They know what they're doing. Best out of all kind of a scenario. Haven't tried it personally because I live with my wife and we haven't been on the road for quite some time. But if I was, I can tell you right now. And this is not a pitch. We have not been contacted by this company to pitch this. I <laughs> want to be very clear. sponsoring us ever. <laughs> However, if Lovins does want to sponsor, please contact us at the University of Pleasure. We're happy to talk about this. And I'm happy if you want to send us free samples to try. But uh, I think it's an amazing idea. But this is the cool thing about distance. Technology has bridged a huge gap in that way. I mean, we have come quite far from the love letters of old, like, Dearest Gwendolyn, it has been a fortnight since I've seen you, and I am thinking of your lovely You've been watching lady Bridgerton. Parts. What? <laughs> have you been watching Bridgerton? <laughs> no! I, I don't even know what that is. What is that? I don't know what Bridgerton is. Bridgerton's like the sexy show that's like... Like a period kind of drama, campy period drama. It's pretty well done. It's kind of 100%. hot and sexy. It's like I'm in the middle of like book. season three of Rick and Morty. That's where I'm at in my life. Oh, okay? okay. I haven't well, watched. Explain- I don't even know what that is. That explains a lot. Um. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> can I say a little bit about the this this Max and Nora toy? Yeah, please do. About this toy, it's a set of toys because one. So one end of it is um is a masturbator, right? So it would like be similar to something like maybe like a flashlight or something like that that has like vibration built into it. And yeah. um the other side is, yeah, like Jeremiah described, like a probably more like a vibrating rabbit. So it can has like uh the capacity to both do like certain types of vibrating stimulation as well as like penetration. Um definitely geared more towards cisgender heterosexual couples, but that doesn't mean you can't have some creativity with it as well. But there are did you find other there's some other toys too. If if you want, I can talk about a couple of them yeah, unless you found Throw out ones. some more there, Doc. I mean yeah, there's I got um, the top twenty best right here that I I did in my research, but you are the doc, and I guarantee you have well, more. No, I mean I'm I'm not certainly especially like there's just there like when it comes to sex toys, there's a lot of them out there. I mean you're not wrong, but Lovents actually has an app that encrypts messaging and connects with Skype. So like when we were talking about like data and people being a little bit more concerned about data, like this is definitely um, they have an app. Um, that helps with that, you know, to make sure that, you know, this is really an app that you use to the toys, but you can also engage in sexting and Skyping within that that should help encrypt and secure your data a little more effectively, which I think is really wise. Lovence also makes, you know, a vibrating butt plug, right, that you can control from afar as well. Um, there's a number WeVibe um, makes, uh, WeVibe is a We have very talked about WeVibe before. We've talked yeah, about that we've in past episodes. we've talked about WeVibe before. WeVibe actually has a couple different ones. Um, there are a couple different, like, G-spot stimulators out there. Um, so there's lots of different sort of toys and things, like, kind of regardless of sexual orientation or bodies and gender identity that I think can be used in fun ways um, from distance. But there's this other thing that, tech piece i don't know if you saw it jeremiah did you see the um the the pair of yoga pants that have vibrations what yeah so it's called wearable x it's a company that they're very expensive as an aside i want to just say out loud that like not all these toys are affordable for everyone so like you know there are also fun things you can do if you can't afford some of these things because again sex toys can get spendy especially nice quality ones but this is a um 
is a pair of yoga pants that vibrations will go up and down someone's legs. What? And they're meant to be they're meant to be used therapeutically, but I would say <laughs> <laughs> that you could also possibly use those, you know, what is what is it, the magic wand, right? Like that yeah. was originally a back massager, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, multi-use. Yes. Those, I mean, I think they're pretty spendy. I think they're like over two hundred dollars for a pair of them. But they'll they're they have vibrations that you can control from afar that will go up and down someone's legs and things like that. So that could be sort of an erotic experience. But you know, Durex used to make a pair of underwear with like different points of vibration. They don't really seem to be making it anymore. At least no, I didn't they see did. It. Like it was like eight years ago or something like that. Literally, I haven't seen them in a long time. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so like I think they were trying some stuff out, but there's going to be. I mean, this is sort of more. I mean, we love tech, right? Let's as a, you know, yeah, like, of course we do. Right, as a world, we love tech, so this stuff is always going to keep coming out more and more. Um, and you know, I do think that there are more and more apps that exist. Like, you know, we talked about Snapchat and things like that to make sexual. I don't think Snapchat was specifically a, it's not specifically a sexual app. I want to be clear, but like, obviously that's one that it's easier for data to like disappear more quickly. But there's another app called Kindu. Have you heard of Kindu? No. So it's an app. It's like a couple's sort of app where you can like say things that you're interested in. It's like it's like gives you and your partner like sexual surveys and sort of like relational, but also sexual surveys. And let's say it's like, are you into A, B, C and D? And it might like list particular kinks and you respond. And if both you and your partner respond in the same way, it will show your partner. But if you don't, no harm, no foul. It won't show your partner. Right. Okay. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. So like sort of it's a way it's like another way to maybe um, and I don't know that you'd have to have like distance for that. That's also just an interesting app. And I I can't say much about that when I haven't ever had anybody use that. But I am aware of that as Mm -hmm. an app that like couples might sometimes try. But anyway, I I think this is all really brilliant. Um, But I would like to add here that I really don't see the point now of doing my new segment because clearly you have more knowledge. So, I mean, why would we do <laughs> like I I mean, so listen, folks, the whole point of this was we're going to get to a place where we had Jeremiah's sex tech corner. Your old pal Jeremiah James, a little bit of sex tech because I'm a big taggy guy. I like a lot of tech and I think it's amazing. But literally, I was like, let me tell you about this one toy. And the doc was like, you said it wrong. You didn't explain it right. Let me re-explain. And then she just rattled off like 20 other things. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And look, why we, it should just be Dr. Tara Jansen's sex tech corner. Like, why don't we, why are we, why did we even, I don't know. This is ridiculous to me. I was so excited about it. <laughs> I think we didn't get on the same page about what that segment would look like together beforehand. <laughs> we will try it again in another episode. It was like, How about that? like I'm a Jeremiah's sex tech corner. Let me explain to you about all these different sex tech things that you know nothing about. <laughs> it's fine. We'll Sorry. find another segment for me, Doc. It's fine. Okay? We're, we're, we're going to try it again. All right? I just happened to be aware of some of these. <laughs> <laughs> to a greater and more in-depth degree than you, apparently. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say... It was very enlightening for me to sit in your tech, your sex tech corner and learn, you know, about all these apps and all these other things. Clearly, I did homework, but I didn't do it in depth enough. Um, But the point is, uh, 
I actually really did love hearing about all that kind of stuff because I do love tech and it is exciting. And we should make this something that is a feature that keeps coming back because things are always innovating and things keep moving, even in the world of sexuality. And I think it's important if, you know, we can find these really cool things that can help, you know, if you're in a long distance relationship, why not? Let's throw it into our sexual buffet. The doc will probably know what it is and she's probably looked it up and has a good explanation. So we'll just we'll we'll throw it out there to you people. How about that, folks? Right. What do you think, doc? Yeah. Can I I know you're going to make me end soon. Can I like say a couple final things here? Yes. Could you feel that the, the, the tide of the end of the episode? Yeah, was I can always feel when you're getting ready to stop me. And let's. <laughs> Let's be real. We did putz about on a variety of things today and get way off track. Yes, we did. But we also did keep things pretty clear at the same time because tech really is great for all of our listeners out there. No matter what, uh, you know, type of relationship you're in. And again, make sure that you do ask those questions. Really make sure that you, you know, it is not an easy thing to put it out there. But, you know. You can have a lot of fun. And the coolest thing about it, like I was saying before, you can it's just that little bit of distance might free you up to be more imaginative and play a little bit more. And it's exciting and really, really, really a lot of fun. And make sure you empty the recycling bin. Doc, go for it. <laughs> okay. That that was like the pre-summary. Um, but the, the other <laughs> things that I just wanted to say, you know, because I do want to be thoughtful, right? Like not everyone feels super comfortable with tech and using tech and not everyone can afford it. Like for real, that's a real thing. You know, like some of this stuff really is quite expensive and there are also lots of other ways to be creative. So I don't want people to feel like, you know, if they don't, if they can't afford a fancy toy or if they're not very tech savvy or don't really feel comfortable using tech, that that's something that would be necessary, right? Like you can do simple things like, you know, using uh, the recorder right on your phone to like read a passage from a filthy book and send it to your partner, yes, right? Well done. Or you can, I love, I'm a big fan of like reading to one another, even if it's like funny, silly shit, you know, like even if, you know, we like you're taking like kind of, you know, trashy erotic fiction that's like kind of campy but also hot you know and you read segments and maybe you have a giggle but it also kind of turns you on right we often you know like there's also like zoom is free right and i mean make sure it's maybe not your work account and right be thoughtful but like zoom is free and you can share screens right so there's nothing to stop you from watching pornography with a (laughs) with a partner yep I want to check. I don't know. Zoom might be like, you don't do that on Zoom. I don't know. Double, maybe double check with Zoom. <laughs> double policies, check. Double but, check their bylaws. <laughs> yeah, but there's like you know Discord and all sorts of services, right, where you can do things online with another person. And so you know there are all these different ways and to to connect with people. And I think one of the things that we talk about a lot on these episodes is that this idea that like you're always sex is not something that's like to me sex is not something that has like a beginning and an ending right you're always adding to that bucket like so even if it's just like quick flirtatious texts when somebody's out of town right or a simple little picture it doesn't need to be some major event because maybe you're just storing maybe you're just kind of adding to the bank for when the person comes home right? right or for when you can date in person and so it doesn't always need to be this major, major event or this major thing. I think that there are small ways that you can engage long distance sexually because, 
you know, um, not everyone has time for the like, hey, let's get these toys out. Wait, I don't understand how these toys work. Wait, are you reading? Side note, please read the direction manuals before you try to use them. It'll save you a lot of time. Oh, big time. Because some of these toys, let me tell you, some of these toys can be complicated. They can be. I I had a dildo that was given to us as a gift. And I got to tell you, we got it stuck. Like we, there was, we had some trouble with this one. I mean, because it, it like manipulated kind of like a transformer. And it wasn't that we, we actually did read the directions, but the directions were very complicated. Yeah. And so you really got to make sure you read them. You know, we went through them and everything like that, but there were still some issues with that thing. So, you know, always make right. sure you, you're reading the directions because these things, though they can give a lot of pleasure, you want to make sure you know how to use them. Right. And I want to make sure everybody was okay, like it got stuck, but it was on like a, it wasn't like a thing. All right, I'm not trying to make yeah, a big deal so, out of nothing. Yeah, I think if every long distance encounter, or not in the same room encounter, felt like it needed to be like a two hour adventure or something, like then people would stop doing it, right? So I do think that there are really like something can be as simple as like a sexy voicemail that you leave for someone, right? Yeah, and again, use your you want to follow, voice. this is a good segue because you want to follow some basic rules of etiquette around that, right? Like know your audience. When you start sending things and giving people information, A, be aware that, you know, you need to trust that person with your information. And hopefully if you have other people's information, you're being a trustworthy person, right? Because it's their data. Just because they sent it to you doesn't mean it's yours. But the other piece would be that, you know, you're being thoughtful and mindful about like, you know, when it's popping up, when it's showing up, like, you know, if your kids are frequently playing with your phone around your mother, right? like maybe, <laughs> maybe be kind of thoughtful about that. And that's why it's important, like, to not assume and to have some more overt dialogues. But kind of the last piece that I really want to hammer home is like, I don't think that long distance or not in the same room sexual encounters and relationships really look that different in some basic dynamics from in-person sexual relationships. Meaning that like, you know, you still have to try, right? Like you still have to communicate clearly. You still need to make sure that people are giving consent to what you're doing. And also that there sometimes needs to still be a build, right? That it can't just go from zero to 100, right? Like in in person, a lot of times if somebody who's like, hi, how are you? Now let's fuck, right? Like that is too much. It's zero to, it's too abrupt for a lot of people. And that same dynamic exists if you're not in the same room together, right? So if someone's like, hi, how are you? Some people might need much more of a build to build into sexual play. So I think that the best rule of thumb for long distance, not in the same room, sexual relationships is just, would I do this in person? Right? There you go. There you <laughs> and go. And if the answer is no, then, you know, Think about like, okay, why? What's different about this? And in certain ways, maybe it's speaking to what Jeremiah is talking about, which is like, hey, maybe you feel a little bolder because of some increased distance or even an illusion of anonymity in some kind of way, which in certain ways could be fun. But you also then, you know, like have to have some responsibility around that. You still got to ask. You still got to talk about consent and are you cool with different things and all that kind of stuff ahead of time. And then, you know, you could put it out there, you know, and try Play. Have an adventure. We're all about that here at the University of Pleasure. Adventure. Right, Doc? Absolutely. Anything else, Doc? 
No, I'm sorry I ruined your tech corner. We're going to try again. No, it's, it's, it's over. That It died a death. But you know what? I think it's going to be know better. What I, you know what I love most? You know what I love most about you, Jeremiah? What's that? Your sense of, res- your sense of resilience. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. It died. Whatever. Move on. Yeah. How, about, how quickly you bounce back. I just love it. <laughs> I'm like Real a rubber character. band duck. I can handle Real it. character strength. It's no problem. <laughs> you know. Anyway, folks, thank you for tuning into the University of Pleasure. We hope you did uh, have some fun with us today. We know we had a lot of fun, as we're sure you all heard. Um, but genuinely, uh, thank you for checking in with us. We hope we brought you a little bit of pleasure. We hope you are all staying safe and healthy. And thank you to all of those folks out there that are keeping us safe and keeping us healthy. And uh, we will be talking to you all next week. So take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, Doc. Bye. This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Feldstein. Additional multimedia support by associate producer Kyle Binkley. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to all of our social media.